Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the Howes and Growls Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to Howes and Growls, follow the link in the show notes, or to head to howesandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $2.50 per month subscription. But the show rolls on for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Unfortunately, for all of us who have had to watch said show, it's a really, really bad one to watch. It's almost hard to believe that a win over the Washington Wizards would have taken Minnesota three games over 500, and they would have been staring pretty directly at a top six seed before the All-Star break. Now, they are below 500 again, and this whole thing is in complete disarray. And that disarray obviously comes off the back of this 109-104 loss to the Golden State Warriors. A Golden State Warriors team with no Steph Curry and no Andrew Wiggins and no Draymond Green. A Golden State Warriors team who went behind by double digits in the first and fourth quarters of this game. And a Golden State Warriors team that came back pretty comfortably to just cruise past the Wolves. They blew it. They blew it again. They've made a habit of blowing it all season and all of a sudden it feels like this team is digging itself into a hole that is too steep to climb out of. It's just it's just become a never-ending story with this team lately. They have those great moments where they can go up by double digits against pretty much any team, but they let those great moments get overshadowed immediately by really, really poor moments. And a lot of those poor moments seem to be coming in the fourth quarter when the whips are really cracking That was certainly the case in this game. So with that in mind, this episode's number is minus 60.9, as in the minus 60.9 net rating that the Timberwolves had in the fourth quarter of tonight's loss. Let's talk more about that number after a quick break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So, as I said before the break, the Wolves had a minus 60.9 net rating in the fourth quarter of this loss. In other words, they were outscored by 60.9 points per 100 possessions. In addition to just straight up being outscored 31 to 17 on the scoreboard in that final period. And it's, it's, it's weird actually because they actually did the same thing twice in this game. Their net rating was a plus 34.6 in the first quarter and a plus 44 in the third quarter. They are massive, massive net rating differences. But obviously it was a minus 60.9 in the fourth and a minus 39.3 in the second quarter. I think the obvious answer there is that most of the second and the beginning of the fourth is when the Wolves bench get their minutes. And, you know, the very underwhelming Chris Finch is clearly struggling with finding lineup combinations that will work, especially with all the injuries. And a lot of the bench players right now are just playing really, really badly. But it's, it is it is just bad coaching and it's bad execution in the fourth quarter. It's been that way all season, really. And without D'Angelo Russell there as a beacon of crazy shot making, the coaching ineptitude is kind of coming home to roost. On the season, Minnesota 22nd in fourth quarter net rating, but in the last 10 games, they are 25th and they are getting scored, outscored by a whopping 11.1 points per 100 possessions in the biggest moments of the game. The fourth quarter, 11.1 points per 100 possessions in the fourth quarter over the last 10 games. That is really, really bad and it's a recipe for losses. But that's not even the half of what it's been really, really lately. If you want to zoom in the microscope even further, they are dead last in fourth quarter net rating over the past five games. And in those five games, they are getting outscored by 44.5 points per 100 possessions. I mean, it's still not as bad in the aggregate as the 60.9 that they got outscored by in this game. But that's still almost an unfathomable number. In that five-game stretch, the second-worst fourth-quarter team in the league is the Memphis Grizzlies, surprisingly, and they're still posting a fourth-quarter net rating that is over 18 points per 100 possessions better than the Timberwolves at the moment. I think it's hard to balance the scales between what is bad because the team is still clearly missing core pieces, and especially the core piece that is Carl Anthony Towns, and what is bad because... The coach isn't doing a good job. But right now, I do just think it's a lot of both. Finch can't fix the injury situation and he can't make players play better. I mean, he can obviously, coaches do things to make players better, do things to inspire players, do things to get the most out of players. But Finch can't go out there and play for them. I understand that and I acknowledge that. But there is things that Chris Finch and his coaching staff can do and they are doing them really, really poorly. I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that Chris Finch is probably a bottom five coach in the league this season, and on a team who has moved all its eggs into one basket, who is currently the most disappointing team in the league, and currently staring down the barrel of missing the plane entirely, then questions need to be asked of a coach. The offense is stale and completely bereft of actual plays, which is really obvious when you play the Golden State Warriors and you watch them run their intricate actions and their off-ball screening patterns in the fourth quarter and the way that they open up shots for their team. I know they missed a lot of shots in the third quarter especially, but there was always good looks, always good possessions, always good system behind the offense 
Minnesota don't have that, and it was very stark tonight to watch the difference between the two teams, the coaching difference between the two teams, the coaching difference against the Charlotte Hornets, the coaching difference against the Washington Wizards. These are teams that don't have great coaches. Obviously, Steve Kerr is a great coach, but these are teams, the other two, Charlotte and Washington, that really don't have great coaches, really shouldn't be out coaching Chris Finch and the Timberwolves so easily. I mean, you watch the Wolves' offense compared to the Golden State offense, and it's just bad shots, bad possessions. There's no plays being run. I know they run that little horns, elbow action. They run it over and over again. It creates no advantages for anybody on the team. All it does is get the ball into Anthony Edwards' hands or Mike Conley's hands or Kyle Anderson's hands, and then everybody stands around and does nothing after that. It leads to bad shots. Those bad shots turn into long rebounds or they turn into turnovers which then lead to broken floor defensive possessions and all of a sudden easy buckets for the opposition and it really is bad offense kind of transforming into bad defense. And yeah, it's just stale. It's the same thing over and over. There's nothing that seems to be happening, at least to my amateur eye, that indicates a change, indicates them trying to do anything better, trying to do anything different. It's just stale. Stale for most of the game, to be honest. That That's why Minnesota actually ranked 21st in offensive efficiency for the season as a whole. But when the defense turns up the heat in the fourth quarter, when it's winning time, it only feels more bland and more uninspiring. And part, part of that blandness, at least to me, is just the unimaginative rotation which is being used. And it's being used in an even more mind-numbing way. Like, I I understand that injuries play a big part in that, and with Towns, that would probably be different. With Tori and Prince, you get a punch that they didn't have tonight. I mean, even with Rudy Gobert, you get an element of rim protection and rebounding, which was sorely missing in this game. But even then, even with those guys back, even with those guys missing, the decisions are baffling to me. Why is Josh Minot rotting on the bench in a game where the team is desperately craving energy? Sure, he is unpolished and he is unproven, but he what he has proven in every minute he's got in the NBA and every single minute he's got in the G League is that he runs and he rebounds and he has size and length to defend. Instead, we get the same old 21 minutes of Austin Rivers who is completely and utterly unproductive and overstretched in this role that he's in, this sixth-man role that he's in right now. I mean, Rivers finished the game with the worst net rating on the team, and he still played seven fourth-quarter minutes in a game where the game was just crumbling around them. Austin Rivers played as many fourth-quarter minutes as anybody on the team. Or why not throw in Matt Ryan? I know he's a two-way guy. I know he's uninspiring as a player as well. But if you're desperate for some corner shooting instead of the minor energy factor, why not throw him out there? He's proven to be a much better shooter than Austin Rivers. Why not try some two big lineups to punish Golden State's small ball unit like every other team who has beaten them lately has done? Luka Garza scored seven points in three minutes in a game where Minnesota only scored 104 points for the entire night. Why not inject him back into the game for another stint? I know these aren't perfect options. They are definitely imperfect options. Some of them are even a little more gimmicky than they are actual options. 
but sticking to this same brand of putrid basketball from stale rotational options who won't be around long term is just smashing your head against a brick wall and it's not working and the Timberwolves are plummeting down the standings, plummeting to under 500. They These guys, like I said, aren't going to be here next year. Why not throw Minot some minutes? Why not throw Wendell Moore some minutes? Why not get the ball rolling on their development? We've, we saw in this game that, or in the last few games since D'Angelo Russell was traded, that they need more offense from different players. They never gave that offensive leash to Jaden McDaniels, and now they need him to all of a sudden be a second or a third option, and he can't do it because he's never had the leash and the usage to do that. That's the same kind of thing in a different way that's going to happen to Josh Minot when all of a sudden they try and throw him in the deep end next season to be a rotational piece because they have no money to get other rotational pieces. I don't know, man. I know I'm ranting. You can probably hear in my voice that I'm annoyed. I'm as annoyed as I have been all season at this team. I'm very annoyed at the coaching staff and what they are kind of putting us through every night. But I just don't get it. I feel like Finch has gone off the boil lately and the team is spiraling along with him. You can't win games if you can't close games. And right now, the Wolves play the worst fourth quarter basketball in the league by a pretty big margin. So hopefully, we see something turn around in the near future. Whether it does or it doesn't, I'll be here to discuss it. I hope you'll be too.